okay, that's on. Put this in a pocket or something. I did um, remember to wear the right clothes today. It's very difficult for a woman doesn't always wear trousers with a pocket. I was going to wear one of those. No, I won't tell you what I was going to do with the thing, but anyway. Right. Oh, it's so good. I love church. I love church, and I loved our worship, and I was singing so loud. My voice then cracked, and I thought, oh, oh I think I better save some volume for speaking, because uh, it's just so good. So good. Okay, some of you might not know me, actually, and I just thought I'd better just introduce myself. I'm Sharon, as in Rose of Sharon in the Bible. Um, as opposed to a Sharon. Um, My parents were very clear on that one when they named me. I found that very difficult at school because my headmistress said, your name is Sharon, dear. And I said, I was called Sharon. And uh, so after that, for many years, I used to say, my name's Sharon. And I was very ashamed of my name, but God spoke to me about that and said, no, you are Sharon, the Rose of Sharon. That is what you're called. And I know you by name. So I am Sharon. Hello. And I have been here for been I'm um this is for the women and I have to say I'm a woman talking to women really this morning so men if you want to switch off that's fine and if you want to have a little snooze that's fine I will not be offended mainly as well I'm talking to my cafe girls because I do church on Tuesday which is very different from here but it's buzzing I tell you it's fun we have toys we have children we have coffee we have cake we just chill on a Tuesday and uh I call it church on Tuesday because it is really. We, we fellowship and we share together lots. So my Cathy girls up there in the back there are here supporting me, which is lovely. And um, yeah, so for the girls, um, this was given me to buy Tara's mum. These are from Tradecraft. I've already had questions about this this morning. The tan isn't from holiday. I do lots of washing, hang it out, do lots of gardening. Okay, anything else you need to know? Just so that, you know what it's like when the speaker gets up and you go, hmm, that doesn't quite match. Anyway, I did try this morning. So got that out the way, got that dealt with. It is what we think, isn't it? Yeah, I know it is what we think. We do. I do. And even, there was a little thread on here this morning. And I said to my husband, look, you've got to cut that off because somebody's going to notice it and say, she's had that thread and I wanted to get it off all morning. So I think I'm okay, but, you know, hey, I know you'll forgive me if I'm not. Um, Okay, this morning. As well, let me explain. I I don't really tend to do sermons, and um, I just come up and chat and spill. And I was very relieved a few years ago when Adam had a word for me, um, and he talked about a beer glass slopping on um, on the bar. And he said, it's like, I see this beer glass just slopping over and making a mess. And, you know, so it might be a bit like that, a bit messy. Um, I, I had a picture of it in this week. Oh, yeah, no, quickly, before I get there. Um, I had a picture for you go. I haven't started yet, no. Um, there's, there's somebody here, I believe, who um, has a decision to make. And, and I saw a, a, a path... Um, it was like a mountainside. You're walking along this path and you're okay. And then suddenly the path goes two ways, but the two ways are very misty. And so you can't see where you're going. And you don't know which way to go. You really do not know which. And actually, I don't know if either path may be okay. I don't know. But I just feel that God's saying you need to take that step into the mist because at no point will he abandon you. At no point will he leave you alone. He will go with you into the mist. So if there's something you're facing that's a bit, mm, don't know what, um, then that's uh, maybe for you. Just, just take that step of faith. 
um, because he is totally with you. I, um, I, also <laughs> I, I talk about what I'm going to talk about to, to my husband quite a bit, actually, which is great fun. Oh, I have, I've got a husband and four children, by the way, um, and some grandchildren, and um, yeah, anyway. Three, have I? I've got three. I've got three grandchildren, yes. <laughs> three grandchildren. Um, I, my youngest is normally here and um, quite vocal herself. She's on DV this weekend, so if my phone suddenly goes and I dash out the door, then she's fallen down a hole or something. So um, bear with. Okay, so um, I had this picture of my kitchen cupboard. I, you may not have got one of these, but I, we had definitely have. And um, it's, it's up high, so I have to stand on a little stool to get to it, but it's, the, it's that very useful cupboard that's got all lots of pots in. You know, the sort of one that's got all the plastic pots that don't fit in properly and, and, and that. But I, I now call it my, well, my husband quite sweetly calls it the hard hat area because you open it, it's up high, and you can get bombarded with all the things out. And you, you don't know what's going to hit you, you know, a big one or a little one or whatever. And, and to get things back, you just sort of shove and then shut the cupboard down. So it's a bit like that this morning, I'm afraid. A bit, put your hard hats on. I don't know quite what's going to come out. I have prepared some stuff, really. I've been quite excited. But I might be just going over, you know, just popping here and popping there and, and what have you. But you, so you might get hit by something, might pass you by. That's fine. Let me start with my friend from the cafe. It's, this is nothing to do with what we're talking about. So I will get to it. Um, but I just, I heard this lovely, lovely story from Christine. Where is Christine? There she is. Come up, Christine, my friend. And I just, I just wanted you to be encouraged by this. So, so Christine's been coming to the cafe for years. We've known each other for years, haven't we? Yes, come up, I didn't know come up here, darling. Sharon. Oh, she, oh, you, oh <laughs> now you know, we learned something. Oh, oh, well, there you go. Um, yeah, Christine and I go back quite a long way, yeah. probably 20, over 25 years, probably. Yeah, yeah school yeah. mums we were years ago. Anyway, Christine came along as the ca to the cafe as a grandma, didn't you? Yeah. Actually, when it wasn't cafe, I think when it was time out, we used to, yeah, yeah anyway. So, so we bumped into each other a lot, but then you started getting you know, sucked in as you do, <laughs> and uh, so start coming along to church, and, but no, you did have, let me tell, you tell your story, sorry. Yeah, hi, I'm Christine, <laughs> I hope I sound all right, because I'm not used to this. Um, yeah, so I started coming to the Hope Cafe, or the Time Out as it was, a few years ago, and Sharon said to me, one day you should do the Alpha course, because I used to ask questions, because personally myself, I've always believed in God, and I've always been a Christian, but I didn't go to church, I just had my own church. And so I came along one, it worked out that they were in the evenings, which I couldn't do. And then all of a sudden you did one on a Tuesday after the clinic. And that was it. I just loved it. And I started coming to church and everybody's been praying for me. I've got problems. And um, I don't care about them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so we came, we came, um, we did the alpha bit that I missed, the Holy Spirit, a couple of weeks ago on a Tuesday afternoon. And there were several people from church here, and we all prayed, and I was so excited, and I watched the DVD, and I was all full of it, and I thought, yes, I'm going to get the Holy Spirit, because I know God's with me, he always has been. And we all prayed, and they all prayed and prayed and prayed, and I felt nothing at all whatsoever except crying. I just wanted to cry. I was so depressed, and I suffered from depression. And they said, how do you feel? I said, exactly the same. I feel nothing. 
So I'm thinking, gosh, even God doesn't want me because of my depression. And a couple of days later, cut a long story short, I took the dog for a walk. There's a little green at the end of my road. It's quite isolated. Just me and the dog and, and God, really. And I feel quite close to him there. So I sat down on a mound. And it was very, very dark and overcast and going to rain and a horrible day. And I prayed. And I prayed for an answer to my problems, which I, I got. So I said, well, if you're listening, then please can you fill me with the Holy Spirit? I really want this. I, I really, truly want this. And I just sat there with my hands, with my eyes closed, with my little dog. And all of a sudden, right out of the blue, and I know it was black and I know it was going to rain, but I had this really, really light, gentle shower. Really, really light, really, really light. You could hardly feel it touching my arms and my legs because I had shorts and vest. And I've told this story, but what I thought afterwards, it didn't hit my head. It didn't hit my neck. It just hit my arms and my legs. And I sort of put my hand down to the dog, and she was dry. And I thought, because I'd said to God, if you're going to do this, give me a sign. Please, I need a sign, because I would be a doubting Thomas if I was a disciple. And I said, I need a sign. I, that's the sort of person I am. And I, I thought, oh, no, it's going to rain. And then I thought, no, it's not. It's raining on me. Mm. It's my sign. It was mm. my sign. Yeah. It wasn't raining anywhere else. It was, and it was so soft and gentle and lovely. And I opened my eyes. And even though it was all dark and overcast, it was beautiful. It yeah. was bright. The, the grass was the colours and the, even the blackberry bushes looked beautiful. The thistles were purple. Aww. And I just felt absolutely wonderful. <laughs> and I have felt wonderful ever since. Oh. And, and my, <laughs> I can't start smiling. And yeah. I, I just want to tell everybody. I just want to tell everybody. Yeah, thank you very much for listening. Brilliant. And that oh. gives you hope, by the way, because I was a I'm doubter. Just, I'm going to sit down. And <laughs> I just want to say, I was a doubter. I needed a proof. So if you're trying to get the Holy Spirit into you, it will come. It will come. And when it does, it is amazing. Amazing. Lovely. Lovely. Bless you, Christine. Thank you. Yeah. Great. Lovely. I love it. I love it. I love the way God is so personal. He so knows us individually, doesn't he? And it doesn't have to happen how we think it should happen or when it should happen. You know, you don't even have to do Alpha to become a Christian. It's a, <laughs> yay, whoa, chuck this woman out. But no, it's, it's um, yeah, it's good, isn't it? Do you know, when Adam asked me to um, speak, he, he said, uh, this doesn't normally happen, by the way. In fact, it's the first time Adam has actually asked me to speak like this. Because um, normally I go to Adam and say, look, it's burning on my heart. You know, can I just think I want to share this with the church? And he'll listen or whatever and say, yeah, okay. And, um, but this time he came to me and said, Sharon, would you actually do a preach um, uh, beginning of July, and uh, it's on the end of Corinthians, the last, the last chapter in Corinthians. And I'm like, gosh, I don't do that. I've never been to Bible school. I um, Actually, that means I've got to really, gosh, I don't know what. I'm, and then when I read it, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> and, uh, and also knowing I was going to end up Corinthians after they have done, you know, we've had some fantastic preaches and talks and, you know, some great stuff and some history and some theology and the, you know, the proper stuff. <laughs> so that's what I mean. It's a bit of a, 
women's but then I really did get into it because I just I just thought okay Lord I'm going to trust you if Adam says okay I trust you Lord I am so dependent on you so and then God gave me some stuff and I love that when he does that because he deals with me individually you know what I, I set aside a morning back in May I thought I'm going to be really organized Set aside a morning, got my concordances out, my Bible dictionaries, all my different versions of the Bible, looked up 1 Corinthians 16 in all these versions, had my full scout A4 and a pen, and I, okay, God, here I am, and uh, what happens now? And nothing happened, and I, okay, right, so I wrote it all out in all the different versions, and uh, okay, God, okay, and um, inspiration, Nope. Okay. And um, I thought, no, I need to pray, need to fast, need to, need to, need to, you know. And um, along came the legalism. And uh, so I did a bit of that, but it didn't work. And then, and then God spoke to me one morning when I woke up. And it was just lovely. And I loved that. And I thought, oh, God, you know me. You know me. He does. He just comes out the blue. And, it's, and I, why do I get into a trying to do it properly? Because I think I've been given a proper passage. Anyway, I was blessed. So let me, let me bless you. It's just so good. Chapter 16 is the last one of 1 Corinthians. And, and what I liked about it, when I really got it, it just made me laugh because it's a bit like me. It's a bit all over the place. It's a bit messy. And it's like, I don't know if you've ever had a love letter, but, but Ray and I used to, um, when he had to spend some time in America, and um, we had two children at the time, and he was away for I think it was about three months, actually. And um, um, he was doing some special training and, and stuff. And um, so he was abroad. And his letters used to come, because it was in for days of letters. And, um, and I used to get these email letters. And uh, I would always go to the last bit. I'd always go to the last page. Because, yeah, great. I wanted to know all about what he was doing in America and what he'd eaten and what he'd, you know, and all that. But actually, I wanted to know the last bit. You know, the important stuff, like, I really miss you. Oh, yes, I like that. And, and you know, what, what I needed to do at home, or, you know, can you fix the tile on the roof? Because it was the, um, he was away the time of the hurricane. Yeah, great, and I had a new baby, and, you know, anyway. Um, you know, it was, it was all that sort of stuff, but it was just, I loved the last bits. And, um, and I think you're probably the same, you know, the last bit in a book, you know, is this any good? Oh, okay. So this is the last bit, and I just feel very privileged to have had it, because I just feel God has given me a bit of a download. Um, so it's about, oh, that's the other thing as well. I, um, when I go away, I was, so I will get round to it. Okay, Ange. I know. Is it all right? Okay. I do shut me up, because I can go on a bit. Anyway, so, um, no, I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway, let's get into, let's get into it. Let's get into it. Okay. Chapter 16. I love it. So Paul's writing, and he's, and he's getting to the end of his letter, and he says, let me put my glasses on so I'll be able to see a thing. Right. Now, about the collection for God's people. <clears throat> do what I told the Galatian churches to do. On the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with his income, saving it up so that when I come, no collections will have to be made. And then when I arrive, I will give letters of introduction to the men you approve and send them with your gift to Jerusalem. Oh, if it seems advisable for me to go also, they will accompany me. I just love it. He's just like chatting, isn't he? And I read that through and, oh, what do I say about that? Okay, pause that thought, put it back in the cupboard for a moment. And then I read on and I thought, and then um, uh, verse 13 really hit me and verse 14. 
Okay, so I thought, oh, I can preach on that. But actually, this covers it all, really, in a sense. Okay, verse 13. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be men of courage. Be strong. And listen to this one, the shortest verse in the thing, do everything in love. Oh, I like that. Do everything in love. Why do we do everything in love? Because we're commanded to, but because he first loved us, because he so loves us. He's taught, taught us what love is about. In 1 Corinthians 13, obviously, that whole chapter's about love, if you want to know more about it. But do everything in love. And I thought, yes, I can preach. I can, I can whatever. So, so that's the basis. Oh, this is my, this is my technology. I don't do technology. <laughs> Thank you. Good old sellotape paper. Yeah, there we go. That works just as well. When I, was a, when I was little, my dad used to have one. Do you have a flannel graph? Do you, does anybody remember those? Flannel graph. You'd have, you'd have an easel, and you'd cover it with material, and then you'd have your words or your figures or whatever, and you'd have them, um, the illustrations, and you'd back it with sandpaper, and you'd, you'd do them up like this with sandpaper things on the flannel graph. Anyway, that's where I learned my first preaching. So you're lucky you haven't got a flannel graph this morning. But um, yeah, so, so, I, so, I was, so what I did with God with this passage was I just read it through regularly and I prayed. And I said, God, please speak to me. Please speak to me whenever. Don't mind, I've got a few months, but um, please speak to me. And um, then one morning I was having my quiet time. And um, it, was, it just suddenly hit me and it was so exciting because I was reading my quiet time, and I just suddenly realized, I was in the Old Testament, in Chronicles, and there was an absolute, almost a mirror verse. So this one, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be men of courage, be strong. That one, it was, it was in the Old Testament. And I was like, oh my goodness. So David, he's, he's talking to his son Solomon, who is now going to build the temple. So David's had the download from God about the temple. He's got all the info. He's got the vision, the dream. He's got, you know, he's really excited about building this temple. But he then passes the job on to his son. Good move. But actually, you know, God had told him to do that. That's why Solomon had the job. But he says to Solomon... Be strong. This is in 1 Chronicles 28, verse 20, if you don't believe me. Be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. Maybe that's a word for somebody this morning. Be strong and courageous. Do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord, my God, is with you. He will not fail you. And I suddenly felt, oh, he's not failing me with, with, with what I need to share. Because I looked it up, and there's the mirror verse. Be on your guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be men of courage. Be strong. So I'm thinking, okay, so uh, some things, obviously, God is wanting to get through in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. He's given similar instructions to David, that's now in the, in the Word of God, and he's given the same instructions to us through Paul's letters, same thing. Okay, we need to take that on board. And then I realized that, that what it was all over, what it was about when he was telling him to be strong, he was building the church. He was building the temple, but we are building the church. And actually, we are the temple. And it's about 
in doing some of this stuff that God asks us to do, actually, it's for our good, it's for our temple, because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we are building this temple all the time. Are we building it well? And this was quite challenging to me. What, you know, what am I doing in my life that isn't actually building this temple too well? See, Paul, um, David in Chronicles, like, I just got really excited about the, the building of the temple because um, he got really um, excited about it. He got this vision. I mean, he was getting on himself now. He's an old man, but he got this. He was really buzzing with it. So, so in actual fact, what he does is he, um, um, yeah, he, he passes on all the details and things to Solomon Oh, and then, that's right, he, there's another thing that came up, you see. He explains to the people. So his son, I don't know how old he is, he might even just have been a teenager. But in um, 1, Corinthians, 1 Chronicles 29, verse 1, he says this to the people. Then um, King David said to the whole assembly, My son Solomon is the one who God has chosen. He's young and inexperienced. Oh, great recommendation there, isn't it? If you're going to go for somebody to build your extension or build your house or something, you'd go for somebody with a bit of experience and maybe prefer an older person, wouldn't you? But uh, he's actually, David's telling the people, he said, well, I've got somebody young, totally inexperienced, totally naive, da-da-da-da, but, but, and I love the buts in the Bible. I love it. He's the one whom God has chosen. And that challenged me too because I thought, Okay, how many times do I dismiss myself from something or dismiss other people, maybe criticize other people, say, well, actually, it's probably not very good that they're doing that job, or, um, well, Sharon, you're no good at that. I don't think you should be, you shouldn't be preaching on a Sunday because you haven't been to Bible school, you know, and all that. You can dismiss and we can exclude ourselves, but if God has chosen you for a task and he has chosen every one of you for something, then whoopee-dee, we, we, we go with it. And actually, sometimes I think if we are totally qualified in something or an experience, and look, we, we can say, well, I, I can do that. I'm, I'm good at that. I've done it before, and uh, I've, I've got all the boxes ticked. And then, do we need God? When we are young and inexperienced in something, and God has chosen us for it, then it leads us back on him, and gosh, the blessing is huge. The blessing, we get so blessed. I love it. I love it when God comes through, when I'm feeling incredibly weak and unable to do something. So there was that bit. So if that's hit you, that's great. Let that settle. Um, but also God, God being in the detail of everything. And so um, I, I just got fascinated by the detail that God gave to David, which he then passed on to Solomon, about the building of the temple. So he, he even, let me, let me go, um, where are we? A sample of detail, yeah. In um, chapter 28, verse 17, he tells him about the weight of pure gold for the forks, for the sprinkling bowls and the pitchers, and the weight of gold for each gold dish, each little dish. He tells him the weight of that, and, and that's in here. I mean, my goodness, why have you put that in the Bible? Surely there's more important stuff. No, he is in the minute details. The weight of silver for each dish. The weight of, you know, and, and he goes through and he lists everything right through to the big stuff and the little stuff. So the chariots, the, the altars, the, you know, it's all measured out, weighed out. Um, he knows exactly what the shopping list is for doing this temple right down to the detail. And so David, David's got this from God because God covers everything. So, so good, good one. 
Do we? And I just thought there again, I was challenged because I thought, do we hear all we need to hear from God? Or do we go to him with the shopping list when stuff's going on that we need to talk to God about? We say, well, okay, I'm doing this and I'm doing it for you, Lord, but I need... And, um, okay, oh, and, you know, and we work out the shopping list. I think there's a time and a place to ask God for stuff. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But actually, sometimes God wants to tell us what we need. And it might not be what we're expecting. So he gives us the task. And he says, actually, I'm going to give you this to do it with. And or this person to work alongside. And we're like, ooh, Okay, how often do we maybe really listen to God and, uh, and, and work with him in it? So, so I just loved, I loved that. And, you know, God showed me, look, I'm in the detail. I can do your shopping. I can give you the task and I can give you what you need and da-da-da. And then you and then you'd think with all that info, David could have gone and done it. But no, God said, no, Solomon's going to build it. So, so he passes on the passion and everything to his son. But also, David is very excited about this because he's obviously really heard from God. And so he's, he, um, he, he gives himself to it. Although he actually he doesn't even see the temple built. Um, but he gives generously into it. And in 29 verse 2, it says, With all my resources I have provided for the temple of my God, gold for the gold work, silver for the silver, Bronze and iron, it, um, this is abbreviated, wood and onyx and fine stones and marble, all of these in large quantities. So he was very generous in his giving to something that God has said is going to be, but he wasn't actually going to see himself. So, so I thought, yeah, that's, that's a faith thing. That's a knowing this is of God and a, and a generosity thing. But then in verse 3... He doesn't just do that, he gives them more. So it says, besides, in my devotion to the temple of my God, to this mission that I've got that's coming about, I now give my personal treasures to God, silver, over and above everything that I have provided. So it's a bit more than, it's the more than. So we do, we tithe, we, um, you know, we had excellent uh, Paul t- teaching us about the about tithing, and that's our that's our giving, and that's right, and we do that ten percent or whatever. But then, like David here, we can do a more than because we're excited about what God is saying to do and what we're doing. Anyway, so that was all the Old Testament bit that was my. Bible study that morning. I did get up a bit late, um, and I, I was just getting more excited. I was writing, oh, it applies to, oh my goodness, that's Old Testament, and then it applies to this in, in uh, chapter 16, where, where obviously there are needs, and, and uh, over and above the tithing, Paul is saying, actually, you need to set some money aside for these other needs, and, and, um, and, he's, and actually be very um, resolute about it, and the first day of every week, on Sunday, um, just maybe look at your accounts, see where you're at, and uh, if you've got money, to, what I like too is it says um, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with his income. So we're not saying, you know, go into debt for this or, or you know, rob a bank because I've got to do this as well. It's, please take out all legalism. 
please. Everything is about love. Everything we do, we, we receive because God loved us. And actually it all comes from him anyway. But we receive because of his love and we give because of his love. It, and, and I would say if there's any other reason or agenda for giving, then I, I wouldn't do it really. I think it's got to be out of love. It's got to be out of love. And if, if you don't know what that means or what it looks like, ask God. Ask God. Ask, say, you know, please show me what love really looks like. How can I really love my brother, my church leaders? Because sometimes they, they, there might be a, a cause or something they feel we should have a special offering for, and we might not understand it. I mean, it may be this, you know, the... Um, the architect who's going to come in and have a look to see how we can extend this building, there may be some of you thinking, well, I don't know about that. I don't think we can... Well, that's not going to be possible. We've just decorated it anyway. And what is Adam thinking of? And I don't think he's totally off his rocker. No, we're not. We're not meant to be doing that. Actually, Adam's heard from God and felt we should have an offering to, to pay for the architect to come and have a look and see what could be done. Next step, not, not huge steps. He's not saying we're going to knock all this down. Da, da, da. It's just the next step of faith. So we give in to the next step of faith, trusting our church leader, because God has chosen him to care for us as a church. So we are tucking in to that, to God's business, God's choice. So it all comes under, the, under, under God's authority really, at the end of the day. So we are just being obedient. So dear David, he gives what he can out of his resources. Then he gives his personal stuff. You know, maybe, what's that? Heirloom, sentimental stuff. It might be stuff that, you know, great-grandmother or whatever, you know. And, and is there stuff that we hold on to that are more, more important to us than God? And God's well. I'm not saying, don't, please don't get me wrong, <laughs> don't go home and give out all your family heirlooms and all this. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying what, what actually is important to us? Well, who's first in our lives, really? That's what I'm saying. Who's first? And, um, and, and so that, yeah, so he, he does that. And, but it's all out of joy as well. And then he, he goes to the people and, um, and he gives, yeah, he gives, he encourages them to give. And they do. They're very generous. They see what the leaders are doing. They get the idea. They might not understand it. And what do we need a big temple for? It's a bit over the top. But they go with it. They're excited by it. And they give into it as well. And then, it's not all like, well, that's it. We've given it all away. What I loved, let me find. Let me find. It then goes into worship. So, so they've given this, this amazing amount and then David praises God in the whole assembly, saying, Praise be to you, O Lord, God our Father Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the majesty and the splendor, for everything in heaven and on earth is yours. And that's it, isn't it? It is. Wealth and honor come from you. <laughs> You're the ruler of all things. In your hands are strength and power to exalt and give strength to all. Now, our God, we give you thanks and praise your glorious name. It's like a psalm, isn't it? And then he says, but who am I? And who are my people that we should be able to give as generously as, the, or generously as this? Everything comes from you. And we have given you only what comes from your hand. 
it's all, it's all from him. It's all to him. It's all for his glory. And, um, and I, I love it. And I just, that so blessed me coming in, you know, from the, from the New Testament, this passage that I was looking at, and then seeing that with what David did and what went on there. Um, the whole doing. So, so looking at us and, and going back to um, Corinthians in this first little bit. So I, I would recommend that, um, that maybe we do this, that we maybe each, each Sunday or whenever or your payday, you just maybe look at what you've got. Um, this is looking at the physical, the, the monetary side of things and say, okay, actually, do I, can I give in to something more? Can I do and some? And, and I know people here are so generous and, and we are so blessed um, you know, but I've been challenged about the and some, and some, and it's and not just with money, but with time, and, you know, look at your diary. Mm, can I do some and some, and some, because I so want to serve God in all I do, and, um, and so, you know, the beginning of the week, or, or whenever, be proactive, be disciplined um, in, in doing that. So, and it may be, there may be something coming up, at, um, if there's an offering or something, it might be you put that money aside, and then be able to put it in. Or um, we have, uh, some people don't know as well, that we have here what we call the help fund. I think it's called that, isn't it? If, if you wanted to give in to that um, specifically, um, maybe when the offering goes around, you could put it in an envelope, say, specifically for the help fund. Or, um, or we have the food bank. Um, if you want, you know, when you go shopping, maybe sort of uh, some, some stuff for the food bank. Um, that feeds 40 families in Seven Oaks. The food bank in Seven Oaks works a bit different from some others um, in that it just does um, families, so you have to have children to, um, to be able to use it. Um, so, yeah, 40 families are supported by the, the bank that we support. Um, but also, sometimes, you see, I, I dip into that on a Tuesday. If there's a need or somebody is struggling, then we've got, we have got, we've set aside some food, so there's already something there that we're able to go and give out. So, um, um, you know, and we're getting known for that, actually. We had, um, a while back, we had the health visitor come in here. I happened to be here on a Monday, and um, one of the health visitors came in just on the off chance she'd been to see somebody in Seven Oaks who had nothing, literally nothing. And uh, she'd got a small child, and she said, this lady has nothing. And she said, I can't believe it. And she said, I, I don't know what to do. And then she said, I thought of Hope Church. And I said, I know you have a food bank. Is there any chance that you've got anything in it that you could um, give to this lady? And uh, I took her address and went to Adam and I said, look, can I go to Sainsbury's and fill up a trolley? And he said, yep, of course, because we had got money set aside in the health fund to be able to, you know, go and spend whatever and went a and able to... to um, to do this for this lady, which totally blessed her. Which so so do you see it? See what I mean? This is above tithe. This is a separate thing. It's so that we can actually go out and and do this out out on the out on the land and out the streets and out in the community, as well as caring for one another here. And we've been able to do lots, and I I love it. What a what a privilege to be able. I, I sometimes go into Adam and say, look, I've got a lady here who hasn't got. You know, can we? you know, a cooker or carpet. We did a carpet recently, and, and um, Adam said, yep, yep, go, we'll go and give. And they're not 
people in the church. It doesn't, they haven't, it's not they've earned it or done 10 hours social service for us or whatever. It, they, we give because we love. That's what we're about, okay? And there's no judging. And I know some people find food banks difficult because they may see the press and they see, or they see people, you know, coming out standing there and they're on the nicest up-to-date phone and they're the best trainers on there, you know, and, and you think, hmm, well, should they be spending their money? Yeah, we're giving into... No, we're not, please. We're not about that. We don't judge. We don't judge. We give. And the joy in giving is phenomenal. It really is. It really is. And we cannot outgive God. I, I know I, Ian said that the other week, but it is so true. I've tried it. <laughs> you can't. You really can't. He so gives back, not just, you know, financially. I've, I've so got stories about that, but also, you know, he so blesses you. And it's such fun. It really is fun. So, so, there's, that, so, that, so there's that bit, I, um, the first bit. Do you know, I have actually got a three-point sermon. Oh, my goodness, it's half past. <gasps> really quick. Oh, no, I haven't now. <laughs> Let me just do this next bit, okay? Really quick. Oh, golly. <laughs> okay, bear with, bear with. Okay, um, this next bit. Okay, he, he then talks. He, he's, he's like he's talking about all his friends. So if I, if I went off somewhere and left the church, I would be mentioning names. Oh, you know, Rachel, can you pass on love to Lindsay? Oh, can you just oh, let Anne know this? And, and if I do go away, the, um, the cafe people are always letting me know what's gone on. Oh, so-and-so came in today. You know, it's all women's chat, really. But um, it's important. And what I love is Paul here. He says, um, he, he names loads of people. Okay, so, oh, you know that the household of Stephanus, they were the first converts in Achaia, and they have devoted themselves to the service of the saints. I urge you, brothers, to submit to such as these, to everyone who joins in the work and labors at it. Oh, I was glad when Stephanus and Fortunatus and Achaeus arrived, because they've supplied what I was lacking from you. For they refreshed my spirit and yours also. Such men deserve recognition. And I thought, well done, Paul. He's, he's, he's naming people. It's not naming and shaming. It's naming and honouring. And, and I thought, I'd like to do a bit of that. I love it. And I could, I could go around. Don't it would take, you would be here until this evening, I tell you, because I think you're all great. <laughs> I really do. And I, you know, I know Adam you know, just has so values, each one of you and all that you give. But there's one person who um, I've known for many, many years and has given to me personally hugely. So blessed me. I tell you, I don't think Abby would be here today if it hadn't been for this lady. And I don't think, well, I wouldn't be. She saved me so much when <laughs> Abby was a baby and a very loud, screamy baby. Um, but she has served and served and served behind the scenes, catering, cooking for big events, doing little events, doing barbecues, but serving people. Do you know, every day virtually every day she's got something on giving to somebody and we don't see it actually as a church and I don't think you know some of you might not know and you might look and you think well she's not you know what she do I tell you this woman is incredible so Anne would you mind coming up <laughs> and look typical she's like what <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did, 
She hasn't heard anything I've said. She's been asleep. <laughs> she said, what am I people? You are incredible. And that was nothing, that applause regarding, you know, when you get to heaven, I tell you, God's going to say, Anne Turner. No, I'm sorry, you can cry. You're amongst friends. Anne Turner, well done. Well done. I tell you, when her husband died, I think you were given a picture about just sitting down amongst children and other mums and things. And, and Our mum's given a picture of, no, before him. Though, before, okay. Of all these rows of cots. And I wasn't doing everything, but I was getting people to do things. Because I remember Dave Gant said to me, Ian will be horrified at this one because <laughs> of these babies. But, but it was as though I would go into different situations. And it wouldn't always be me. But over the years, with befrienders and everything, I've learned a lot about agencies and all sorts of situations and seeing people in the church. And it's as though... Some, so it's not all on me, but I can sit and say, well, they could do that, or they could do mm. that. Mm. But she, I mean, talk about going the extra mile. This woman goes the extra 100 miles. She will. She really will. I promise. Rose, you've got something for her. And she's travelled with Rose for a long time. This <laughs> very faithfully. And then Rose is now in the church, which is brilliant. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You can sit down now. Yeah, you can go back. Yeah. But yeah, what a treasure. What, and if you want to know about how you can give, Befrienders, or she works with Seven Oaks Mentors for Families, if you want to know more, ask Anne. She is the expert. So, um, so that is just absolutely brilliant. I'm nearly finished, nearly finished, because it's just the final greetings from Paul, and I just love this. Okay. Churches in the province of Asia send you greetings. I love that. You know, the churches are all together. We're all family. We love each other. Greet you warmly in the Lord, and so does the church, and meet at their house. Um, all the brothers here send you greetings. Greet one another with a holy kiss. I, I asked my family what a holy kiss was. <laughs> Ray said, it's certainly not tongues. <laughs> so we could... Um, I Let's ponder. Let's ponder that one. We won't know. We're moving on. Moving on. Greet one another with a holy kiss. Yeah, let's just be friendly, okay? Mwah. I love you guys. I love you guys. Okay, let's wrap this up. Um, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you. And my love to all of you in Christ Jesus. Amen. <laughs>